Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There are just certain things on the internet that remind me that we are not that much more evolved than people in ye olden medieval times. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Like when I'm watching the TikToks of the guys who throw the balls at the jugs filled with colored water. Yeah. And they just knock it down and they're like, whoa. I can watch that for like half an hour and I'm like, we think that we're like fancy people yeah, and we're so we're like advanced. enlightened and advanced. We're no better than the people who would just go to the town square to throw tomatoes at people in the stocks. Yeah, to stone someone. To totally. stone someone. Like, yeah, and it really makes me emotional because I feel like a real connection to the line. <laughs> Welcome to Pocket Buds, a back pocket podcast where I talk to my best buds about video games and stuff. This week, we're talking about social media and video games. To make things clear, there are two sides to social media and video games. First, there's how gamers use social media. Sometimes it can be used for good, like to help a sick kid get a Nintendo Wii or something. And then there's the gamers that have decided it's their purpose on this earth to call someone a slur and tell them to old yeller themselves as they didn't like their favorite game. Real normal stuff. The other side of social media in video games, though, is how the video game industry uses social media. When a game goes viral on social media, bam, that's freaking money, baby. Having a viral moment online is something that many social media managers dream of. That is, of course, unless it's the bad kind of virality. When PlayStation UK asks if busting makes us feel good, what do they mean by this? How does the internet take it? They took it exactly how you expect it. While games can get great exposure from YouTubers and Twitch streamers doing playthroughs on their channel, there's nothing like a bit of viral marketing, be it organic or manufactured, to get a game in people's line of sight. Remember Untitled Goose Game? That game started out as a joke tweet, but then went viral because, to put it simply, a naughty goose is a good bit. To put it even more simply, goose funny when honk and troublesome. Arguably, the mobile game industry would probably not be the success that it is if it weren't for online virality. Sure, ease of access due to everyone be on their phone, sure. But most of the mobile games you remember are there living in your mind rent free due to social media virality. From Jetpack Joyride to Flappy Bird, their success is largely due to the internet. But things are changing. The internet is now an SEO nightmare, one of the largest social media platforms that has been responsible for many indie games games virality is owned by a stupid head and companies look at your data and hover over to it longingly like it's a fresh pie on a windowsill well at least there's tiktok thank you cr thank you kiki Mm, ice cream so good it was you max pop amazing joining me now to talk about how social media works in the video game world is community manager for epic games and my good friend nicole archer what's going on hello how you going i'm 
tip top. I was online today, so I feel good. Oh, love it. Yeah, I was online this morning too, actually. How, how do you feel about it, being online? Look, it... <laughs> I think that's good. It's, <laughs> it can be good. It's mostly bad, but it's just like, it's just normal now. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who have rose-tinted glasses when it comes to how the internet used to be. They're like, oh, you know, social media is so bad now. I remember when it was good. Like, when? When? <laughs> it me. never was. It never was. Were you on Habbo Hotel when you were, like, 12? Yes. That and you was... know what? You're not the first person to bring up Habbo Hotel in this Freaking show. Freaking traumatizing. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible times. Horrible times. And even on MySpace and Tumblr and Bebo, all these platforms, there were still terrible people. And it was just being online has never been awesome. It's never been good. It's always been bad. It's always been bad. And it's funny because both of us now work in jobs where being online is everything, right? Yeah. I I think it's just become something I know. Yeah. Because I'm just on it all the time. Second nature. It's second nature, exactly. It's like breathing. I open my eyes in the morning. I open Twitter. That probably explains the mental illness. (laughs) (laughs) That that tells me a lot about you, actually. Uh, (laughs) I'm dead inside. (laughs) So what kind of brought you into the games industry? It was a bit of a weird journey. Was it an accident? It truly was an accident. At the time, I was studying a master's degree in something completely unrelated to technology. I was, I wanted to be a museum curator. That's awesome. I had a history degree. I was like, I'm going to be Indiana Jones. I'm going to do that. And then I studied museums and I was like, okay, museums are evil. Mm. Um, It's just a lot of stealing. It's just a lot of stealing. My dream as a kid was to work at the British Museum. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That was bad. (laughs) If you think the internet's bad. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever learned about how the British Museum gets stuff? (laughs) (laughs) They just get it on eBay. It's so crazy. They just, people just give it to them. It's so crazy. Like, that's so nice of them. Yeah, it's it's just a lot of donations that there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Don't need to look further into Don't it. look into it, yeah. Yeah, so I was really just kind of over it and I was like, what the heck do I do now? Yeah. And I was on Twitter. I just kind of knew people vaguely in like your social circles online in the yeah. industry. And that was kind of how I met our friend Ali, friend of the show. Oh, friend of the show. We love Ali. We love Ali. And she kind of put me in her mentorship program for people from like like women and non-binary people diverse Mm. backgrounds to get into the video games industry and I thought that sounds interesting that sounds like a fun way to spend my time Mm. and I did that and that's kind of how I got into it I met people through that it was really helpful and that's how I ended up here it just kind of turned it snowballed basically and I got my first job at CNET as like a journalist oh true and working in social media there and yeah one thing led to another and here I am I feel like the the video game journalist to literally any other position in video games pipeline is so real. I know very few video game journalists who wish to remain in journalism for a long period of time and often use it as like a kind of springboard to get into games. I think so. And on one hand, I totally get it because that's literally what I did. What babes. you did. That's what you freaking did. That's what I freaking did. I went in there and I did that. But at the same time, we also need game journalists oh, and God, we yeah. need good ones. So yeah, it's kind of like, how do we keep journalists yeah. there? I mean, um, it's it's funny because like, is it funny? Might be sad. Not funny, haha. <laughs> funny, weird. Funny, weird. <laughs> Very funny, weird. It's this funny thing where social media, which we're talking about today, is kind of super important when it comes to marketing of Mm. video games. But I think people kind of fail to realize just how important video games media is for video games as well. Like there is a very loud part of the uh, video game community, which is such a weird phrase because I feel like video game community covers so many things that Mm. are nothing alike. You know what I mean? But there are people in the the world of video games who are like, oh, you know, we don't need print journalism anymore. We don't need video game journalists anymore. We have people on Twitter posting leaks. And it's like, I get it. But also, you know, these websites are still doing quite well. Mm. Sure, they're being turned into SEO traffic buckets, but like they're still a world for them, be it totally reporting on important things, but also 
providing a platform to games that may not get it normally, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, video game journalists, they're needed. I think they also need to be given better material. And yeah. and I, I say that from not from not from video games. I <laughs> hey, say hey, from, hey, developers do better. Yeah, make better games. No. Um, more, I'm so joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm like literally so kidding. kidding. I love video games. No, I mean like better material when it comes to like the platforms that they work on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like forcing it. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Like like uh have you seen I think it's called Aftermath, that new I have, yeah. yeah. The way that they're doing it, I I love it. But just as video game journalists are important, social media and marketing managers are also very That's important true. when it comes to the success of games. So yeah. what was it about social media in the video game industry that kind of pulled you in after your time at CNET? Was it uh, what is it about posting that you love so much? I think it's the fact that I'm not terrible at it and that really helps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's good to do things you can do. Mm. I've learned. It really takes the pressure off. But I think something that is kind of like a double-edged sword in mm. my eyes is just how passionate people are online. Oh, yeah. Um, and that can be a real force for good. It can also be a force for the most rotten evil you can see oh, yeah. in the world. You either get a Nintendo Wii for a kid with cancer or mm. you get just the most vile slurs you've ever seen. You just get it. people, you know, marched out of the industry yeah. for just the most ridiculous shit. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's an exciting place to play in, to use that term. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just really good to play in the space like this. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and, and like any other buzzwords we can throw in. Synergy. Oh, um, just uh, the synergy of gamers and um, citizen journalism. Yes, and there's also yes. um, democratization of the development cycle, which yeah. I, it might not be the best. There's like transparency, I think, which is one of my rants. And then there's just like the way that social media has connected gamers to developers mm. in a way that is like really cool. You can see the processes and how games get made, but also you can kind of come into it with your own idea of what game development is as mm. somebody who's played over two games and you're like Whoa. I'm entitled to knowing everything about this mm. and I'm entitled to give my say and it's like sometimes you're not yeah you can just be quiet I think the the biggest mistake and I say this as a person with a podcast I think the biggest mistake <laughs> of social media is making everyone think that their opinion is like super important yeah and that being said like I like as once again as a person with a podcast mm. I don't think my opinion is all that important like like i i will say stuff i'll just put it out there into the yeah. void that doesn't necessarily mean that i think my say is the be all end all, mm. or that what i'm saying has depth and meaning and totally. more so than and something that anybody else has said you know i just i just made a podcast but like yeah i think social media has kind of emboldened maybe some of the worst people mm. to think that like because they paid eight dollars a month they've now got like <laughs> this superpower which is like everything I say has so much worth and should be the end of everything you will heed me kind yeah of stuff. what what unpopular opinion on video game got <laughs> you looking <laughs> like this and it's really <laughs> Flynn. Friggin Flynn with the knives and it's like it, it's it, it's always the worst opinions you see you know? always the worst I just I think yeah. people social media can once again as you said can be a force for good but there's also just people it's so like so much shit shut up yeah like I get it people are entitled to their opinions but also people aren't in, obligated to listen mm. or agree you know or agree I think that's what gets me as well it's like on the other end of the spectrum like going back to journalism you'll see like a, a, a list curated by a person, mm. a real person who has real opinions. And family who and loves family them who and loves dreams. Them and dreams and a life. And um, a favourite food. You know, it's, it's probably pasta. Uh, <laughs> they've got this is a real person with their own opinions mm. curating a list of games that they like. Yeah. Like the top ten games of the, the year mm. to them. And you'll see that list curated by a person who has played these games and feels that way. And then in the comments, you'll be like, this list sucks. And it's like, well, it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, you can make a list. No one's stopping you, babes. And that's your opinion, you know? Yeah. And, and I find that so like, obviously once again, everybody's titled to their opinion, but I think it's so interesting 
to see someone's very clear opinion mm. based on their experiences and then gamers online treating it like that person who's just said it thinks it's fact. Oh, yeah. Like everybody takes everything at face value. Everything is the most serious thing that has mm. ever happened on planet Earth. Yeah. Um and it's all very like make or break kind oh yeah of thing. especially video games video especially games video are games. so serious it's such a serious art form oh my god yeah scorsese what do you what is your opinion on video games do you I, think it's art? i'd love to know i, I think I he's would, played too i think yes. he's done mario kart yeah with francesca oh my god them oh that duo martin scorsese and his what granddaughter or daughter? that's his daughter daughter Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Martin. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Marty. Sorry, Marty. I mean no disrespect. You are just old. Old dads unite. Yeah, woo. woo. But like they they are a force to be reckoned with. And it's so funny to see people take him so serious to the point where they're, you know, like, oh, you know, he is the be all end all of real cinema, blah, 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 whatever. It's like, sure. <laughs> but like he also makes funny TikToks with his daughter. Yeah. And he's goofy. It's almost like people contain multitudes. Mm. It's almost like in a way. Ogres have layers. Oh, like onions. Have layers. Hmm. Ogres have layers. You get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah. so. And I think part of the reason why everything is so serious is that everybody, you get online and you're immediately like on the offensive, on oh the defensive. God, yeah. And everything is like, why would you say that? What do you mean by that, huh? And it's like oh sometimes God, yeah. we're just being silly little gooses. The amount of times I've made a tweet, which is dumb. Mm-hmm. Already a mistake. First of all, never tweet. First of all, you should not post. But I did that. Oh, and sorry. Thank you. <laughs> um, I appreciate it. <laughs> but you know, you may I make a post and have some, and, and it's silly. It's goofy. Mm. It means nothing. Yeah. And I'll have someone reply so seriously, and I have to be the one to reply, being like, "It's just jokes, babe." Yeah. It's not real life. Mm-hmm. It's just jokes. I'm not being real. However. However. Sometimes. Sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it is how it is. I mean, as well, kind of on the topic of gamers online mm. and on social media, what's your take on the console wars? I don't think it matters. Yeah. I, who gives a crap? Yeah. Like, you know, I grew up with Xboxes. I got my first Xbox when I was eight. Yeah. So for the longest time, I was like, Xbox is all I'm used to. I tried using a PlayStation controller and the the way that the joystick was set up it was like too long for my thumb and i was like playstation yeah. sucks yeah but at the end of the day like we're all dying yeah and there's <laughs> like yeah have you looked at a tree recently they're so beautiful have you heard a baby's laugh like <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because last week's episode with laws we talked about esports it did go on to the topic of like oh my god go outside like yeah oh, just just breathe in some sweet sweet air talk to your mother talk to your poor mother she's waiting for your call call your mother <laughs> she misses you yeah um, she's co- <laughs> she's sending you a text like coming over for coleslaw tonight <laughs> just a lump of coleslaw <laughs> yeah delicious and meatloaf and meatloaf oh i yeah. love a meatloaf actually right now. i i really i, meatloaf I, mess, is pretty I mess good. with meatloaf i love meatloaf i fuck with meatloaf yeah me too like every time i get the chance to eat meatloaf i'm like yippee <laughs> <laughs> I love doing it. I love. I, I just. I love doing. I love it, yeah. munching on meatloaf. I do. I do. And and my my bubba, she makes this meatloaf that has like a boiled egg in the middle. Crazy. Hello. It's amazing. Secret egg loaf. It's like protein, and then it slaps me in the face. <laughs> that would be so good for the gains. Mm, mm, being slapped in the face. Um. Kind of. Kind. I I don't know where the research is on that. Do you want to see my muscles? Absolutely. <gasps> yeah. Look at that definition. Yeah. Um. I just flexed. For, she just flexed. I like. I and often actually the muscles are so big it punched me in the eye. <laughs> that was I, that wasn't oh, me making that. Eye. Are you okay? I'm so sorry. Oh yeah, it's that okay. Probably. I'm really crying hurt. a little bit. It's right. That noise wasn't made by my mouth, by the way. That was my muscles making that noise. Which, you know, is really impressive and it hard made, to do. It, yeah. We're like a good meter away from each other. Yeah. And my muscles are so big. <laughs> One day I'm going to get beaten up. No, I don't think I am. I just took a sip of water. <laughs> <laughs> well, like one day 
someone's going to be like, like they're going to listen to this podcast and they're going to see me on the street and they're going to be like, are you really that muscly? How about this? Let's and they, go. I will be behind you with nunchucks. <laughs> But not participating. <laughs> I'll just be like doing my nunchuck routine and watching and be like, go Ruby. Yeah. Yes. And then they'll get distracted and they'll be like, oh, that's actually really cool. And then that's my opportunity to run away. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm the bard. Yeah. You're but the bard. Instead of a loot, it's nunchucks. I'm a paladin, but I am severely low level. <laughs> and you I'm, dropped your sword. There's yeah, like, it's, it's yeah. going badly. I like slip on a banana peel. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do, do a roll for athletics and it is a crit fail. <laughs> the dice I, actually explodes. Yeah. yeah and I slip <laughs> on a banana mean? peel and I do a backflip. Everyone thinks that's really cool because my charisma is pretty high. <laughs> but like in terms of my actual, I fall on my ass. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Sad. And I'm crying and I'm still <laughs> doing your <laughs> and, and it rocks and everyone kind of didn't see that happen to me because they're all watching you do this really cool stuff with your nunchucks so <laughs> i'm here for you so uh you know you've been working in social media uh, yes. in video games for a number of years now several several and you've been there for the time where it was not easy but possible for a viral Twitter marketing mm. campaign, right? Yes. And you're in it now as well. So how have you seen the kind of world of video game social media marketing change from when you started in it versus now? I think, well, first of all, the market, <laughs> if you will, yeah, <laughs> yeah. is so saturated. Mm. It's so saturated. And it's not impossible. We've seen it recently with friend of the show Gubbins. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. did a great one with help. With help, good. Like, like. I mean, it's a community. There's it's nothing community wrong effort. with that. It takes a village to raise a Twitter account. So true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a community to raise a TikTok. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Like babies, which you know. Yeah, a, a TikTok community can raise a baby. I, I think. think so. I've seen um, those lives. Yikes. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's still possible. It's hard work, and you can't just open one start an account and a campaign yeah. and be like, this is going to be it because it's a long game. you got oh, to yeah. play the long game. You can't just, unless you're very lucky. Oh, um, and that's like super rare. Luck is a huge part of it. Oh, it's mostly luck. Oh my God. Yeah. That is 80% of my strategy. Yeah. <laughs> At any point, <laughs> someone's like, how do I do this? And I'm like, you just wait, I guess. Mm, toss a coin. Toss a coin. Make friends with people. Be nice. Be nice. Be kind. Mm. Be a friend. Oh, yeah. Be a lover. Be a dancer. (laughs) Be a fighter. (laughs) Be a bitch. Be a mother. (laughs) (laughs) Be a child. Be a lover. Um, But I think, like, that's such a huge part of it. Not, like, networking. Oh, my God. Uh, I call it making friends. But that's the thing. Like, networking, I feel like people see networking and they're like, Oh, it's introducing myself to strangers and here's my card. No. No. It's being nice, Mm -hmm. being a friend. I think so, yeah. That is such a huge part of it. Like Gubbins is a really great example Mm. because Darcy and Jess are two of the nicest people in the video games industry. They're so nice. They are so nice. They are so cool, so personable, so chill to be around. Absolutely. Everybody loves them. Yeah. So, of course. And you want to support them because you're like, I want to see these people succeed. Exactly. That's such a huge part mm. of it. And as well, it's it's that – is it ingenuity or genuity? Is ingenuity means like genuine, right? Ingenuity means like um, you – it's like – building things, creating things. It's like engineering. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What? Yeah, it's like the ingenuity of the the television maker. I say looking at the television. <laughs> I think. I have what? To, I have to say that I'm a total dumbass and I don't <laughs> know what I'm saying. I, I love how I asked you something <laughs> and you're like, yeah, this. <laughs> and this podcast just, is two dumb bitches going, exactly. Full <laughs> explanation of something before you just go, yeah, but like, I don't know. The ingenuity of like a car. Okay. You're like, oh, is this that- is so... I don't know if there's like another version of the word. Yeah, maybe but I've just made up a word in my head. But like being genuine. Yeah, being genuine is being such a like huge real. part of it as well. Being real, authentic, be, being so real mm-hmm. is actually such a huge part of it. Because yeah. like, if you're nice for the pure purpose of getting ahead, people can tell. Oh, you can sniff that stuff out. Yeah. Absolutely, like right away, oh, mile yeah. away, and yeah. you know, you like you're at events. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, like, you're talking to someone and they're kind of, like, looking around mm, to see to who's, like, the next person. And, you know, you meet a group of people and you meet someone and they're, like, you're not well-known enough. You're mm. not high enough for me to, like, get something from you. I can't benefit from this exchange. So I'm just not going to try. So you can totally tell. And yeah. then you see it, like, you get some success or they figure out who you are and they're like, oh, hi. And it's like, no, okay. no. <laughs> okay. I see. Yeah. I see. This yeah. isn't good anymore. No, I'm it sucks. remove myself. Yeah, it it's sucks. It's such an oofy, goofy feeling. And social media is exactly the same. It's just oh my God. not face to face. Follow accounts and all that. Ridiculous. Like it's such a weird thing. I think the move to new Twitter. And I'm not Whichever one that thing. is. Yeah. One of them is. But like the way Twitter is now, like blue ticks mean absolutely nothing. No. But back then when it was like actual like – verified like Mm. this is a real quote-unquote famous person or like important person whatever at that point you could kind of tell who was like one of them Mm -hmm. if you went into their following and it was like only verified yeah like only blue ticks it's like hmm. i remember when i got proper verified at my last job Mm. and as soon as it happened i had people contacting me for the first time being like how did you do it It was literally just a spreadsheet they passed around at work. Yeah. Because it was just like a thing you had to do with work. And I just remember after that, it was like I was being noticed Mm. for the first time. And yeah, it was just like that, almost like networking trauma. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it just felt so ingenuine Mm. because they just thought that they could get something from me. Not they couldn't. I got... (laughs) I got plenty of things to give. I got plenty of things to give. None of it is useful. No. No. I just have like bundles of really unimportant information or like rhetor. No, not even rhetorical questions. Questions. That <laughs> First like- of all, what's ingenuity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it anything to do with a television maker? <laughs> you know, those you know, television makers. Questions like, like questions that you get from your partner at like. 2 a.m. Hmm. when they like roll over and they're half asleep but they think they've just come up with like the best idea yeah like what if the horn on the car wasn't in the middle of the wheel what if it was in the seat and you had to bounce up and down to honk and then they immediately go to sleep <laughs> something like that what if what would you do uh I'd be bouncing you'd be bouncing <laughs> oh yeah because I think when you honk your horn with your hand I think it's quite a a violent and scary motion. But Mm. if you saw someone honking their horn and they were just bouncing up and down in their chair, they look crazy. So stupid. They look they look goofy, which Mm -hmm. a honk a honk of a horn, that noise in itself is a silly noise. It's one of the silliest, I would say. It's a silly, silly noise. It's clown like. It really is. Derived from clowns, even. Truly, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I feel like having a funny motion to go along with a honking noise, hilarious. And then I roll over <laughs> and I go to sleep, you know. Anyway, see you in the morning. I provide that. <laughs> I'm given that. That's a wonderful service. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. But, yeah, it's a very weird industry of, of <laughs> clout Jesus. Not really. But. Yeah. But I mean, everybody, you know, 
late stage capitalism. Let's get into it. Yeah. Everybody needs to be constantly producing, mm. needs to be constantly leveling up, quote unquote. Oh God, I yeah. hate that term. No it's one's, a gamer term. Yeah, it's a gamer term, which I am a gamer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can talk about that later. We can talk about that. Yeah. I forget where I was going with this. That's okay. Well, I but, mean, kind of jumping into the question mm-hmm. a little further, have you seen the way the teams have addressed social media marketing change? Like in terms of like the platforms that are used or the formats that are used? I think people are a lot more conversational now. It's mm-hmm. talking to friends because a lot with like especially smaller games, indie games and teams, you start off your social media presence in your immediate circles. So you're just talking to friends and then that circle of friends happens to just grow, hopefully. So people are a lot more, I guess, transparent about the way they do things. Yeah. People lean into, you know, posting a lot more. Oh, yeah. Which is, it can be great. It can also be like, it depends when you get to a certain level and you're like, this is a corporate account posting. Should we, what's like the tone here, guys? Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to go full Wendy's. You don't want to go full Wendy's. It's just scary to me. Like I, I, I think that's an example of, it's not a case of like, oh, you know, it's brand unfriendly or it's not profitable no mm. it's just weird it's yeah kind of like a weird yucky feeling yeah i remember when um threads first started mm. and mm. it was that period where brands would join and the joke was like constantly like oh we should post what whatever we want before like head office finds out yeah. and the messina thread account just did the weirdest stuff Mm. where it was just a bit like like making references to drinking bleach and stuff like that. And it's like Sorry. you sell ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you are making food. You're making food. You shouldn't talk about, you know. I don't know if I, I need to relate to an ice cream brand. I don't. Like not like everything needs to be re- No. I don't think every brand needs to be relatable. No. I really don't. Like I, for me, for me personally, it's funny to me to reply to the Xbox ANZ Twitter account mm. as if they are my friend and a person. Yeah. However, like this brand, yeah. it is funny to me to respond to them like, hi, Xbox, hope you are having a good day. <laughs> like it's funny to me, right? It is funny. But I don't need to know that Hungry Jacks is horny. You no, know what I mean? I would prefer it if they yeah. weren't. If you think about it for two seconds, you know that there's a person behind it. Yeah. They don't need to go too far to remind you that it's a person. Yeah. And I think if you need that reminder, I think you need to reassess some things. Yeah. Yeah. I think time. so. Because, you know, I've had tough days behind brand accounts. I was working in journalism during the pandemic mm. and Black Lives Matter. Mm. It was a tough time. I obviously didn't have it as tough as some people, but like it gets to you after a while. You can hide behind a brand name as much as you can, but eventually you just like go outside. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually you log out of the work Twitter and you. (laughs) (laughs) You just kind of lie down for a bit. Lie lie directly flat on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have had experience in AAA and I'll talk about that in a little bit, but. You've also had experience more recently with, you know, the indie world with with working on mistakes. Yes. How do you find the two kind of compare both in, you know, how your kind of day-to-day work is but mm-hmm. also how they make you feel? This is an interesting question because I have really lucked out working on Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> I love Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite's genuinely a great game. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Oh, bonus episode, we're talking about Fortnite. Heck yeah. We are. Yeah, I'm so ready for that. And the community, especially in the Australian and New Zealand Fortnite community, it's so nice. Mm. It's really wholesome. Mm. There's a lot of, you know, queer people Mm. that play Fortnite because of that element of, you know, self-expression and using whatever character you want to play, that kind of stuff. So it's been really fun and it's really nice to kind of riff with the community like that because the big Fortnite branded accounts, like the global channel, they can't really talk to people. They can't engage with people that way because there's just so many layers of approvals and, you know, it's like the biggest game in the world. You can't just be out there saying whatever you want. Yeah, who are battling their boss? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Write that one down. (laughs) 
Yeah. That's actually a really good one. <laughs> um, but I we've been rejected for so many things. <laughs> that sucks. Because, like, you know, fair. there's like lots of things and it's totally fine. It's understandable. And it's also kind of good to have those guardrails mm. to work within because yeah. it gives you a clear defined space. Totally. And that's really fun. It's a challenge and it's fun. With Mystiques, it's... It's also really fun, but in a completely different way because hmm. we're building something from scratch. We're leaning on our incredibly supportive social circles mm. and our families, our friends, all that stuff to support us. And yeah, like I'm learning things every day with mistakes and, you know, seeing people, I get really jealous <laughs> looking at how other indie games do their social media channels yeah. and the kind of successes that they get and it's really inspiring at the same time like gubbins like we said again totally they've had such like their assets the stuff that they post is so slick there's one that i really like tiny glade yes yeah yeah that and that's the kind of game that is so social friendly mm. and a lot of these games you'll find that they get a lot of successes because they're so shareable on social media mm. And there's some games that just don't translate that well. Yeah. And I think once we kind of start building more Mystique stuff, we'll have a lot more to share and play with. Mm. Well, you guys still are very early days. We're you know? very early days. Very yeah. Early days. We're working hard. Yeah. <laughs> but we're doing the jobs. You're do yeah, Shut you're up, doing man. the work. We're it's doing the work. Good. I get it. In yeah, game yeah. development, I'm learning is hard and long mm. <laughs> and terrifying. It's a scary time. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. you, you know – working on something like Fortnite that kind of – it's already established. It's, yeah. it's a game that – I mean, it existed before you started working oh, yeah. on social channels. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that versus being there from the beginning for mm -hmm. a game, you know, so different. For a game, right? yeah. Especially, you know, working on a Mystique – like Mystique's a game that is about women, mm. <laughs> largely for women and, yeah. Girl game. Girl game. Eh, mm. Kind of creepy. <laughs> Creepy. Well, I think the funny thing is with the, the the girl game is like just because it's a girl game made for girl by girl doesn't mean that's it. No, you know? like, not at all. You can play a girl game. I You're allowed to. It's legal. The amount of times I have just like told literally anyone of like any gender to play Rats Want Your Fashion because I think it's As a really you fun time. Yeah. I love that game so much. I Yeah, anyone can play it. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, only girls can play it. But it's okay if you are. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. It's, it's just a story about women and I, I think, that's all you story. know, developing psychic powers to make money is something suck. anyone can identify with. And they suck. And they suck. And they're horrible. Horrible. But I love that. I think it's good for girls to suck and be bad. Totally. I think more women should be allowed to be horrible, mm -hmm. just terrible, really hard to be around. I try and strive for that every day at work. <laughs> um, make sure I'm a nuisance. Uh, just be I'm, the most annoying. You know, horrible to work with. Difficult to have in class. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. really loud, abrupt. You know, I ask horrible, just annoying questions. Mm -hmm. um, like the honk. Yeah. Cut the car horn. Where do you think the car horn should be in the car? Um, I think it should be in the wheel. Controversial. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, totally. Mm. And Mystiques is, is awesome. I think it's really, really cool. And so do I. from your experience kind of in the industry, do you think a viral video game hit, quote, unquote, can be kind of manufactured or do you think it's always luck? Look, there's certain things you can do. You can have a strong strategy and know who you're speaking to, mm. know the kind of player that you're going after and create content around that. And, yeah, just be consistent, post a lot, mm. you know. Mm. It's like the whole thing about you put 100 monkeys in a room with typewriters, one of them eventually is going to write Hamlet. That's why. <laughs> Sorry. Have you heard of that? I have. I have. But it's always funny to hear. <laughs> I, I don't think they would ever write Hamlet. Realistically, that's not right. It's not right. Not a single monkey would do that. I am that at my core an optimist. <laughs> I don't even think Shakespeare did that. Well, hold on. Do you know the Shakespeare theories? No. There's theories um, from certain historians that A, Shakespeare was multiple people. Interesting. Um, and didn't exist. B, Shakespeare was actually a woman. Mm. Shakespeare was, I think there was one that Shakespeare was like Elizabeth I. Interesting. We don't actually know if Shakespeare properly existed. Yeah. In like, the way that we did. 
Well, it's kind of like the, the Babysitter's Club, right? It's gone on for so, 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 so long exactly. after a million different authors mm. because, you know, just that the, the actual author does not exist. No. And that's fascinating. I've, mm. I've never actually heard that. But, you know, also it makes sense. All those stories are so different. They're so different. Mm. And, like, can anybody really write that much? I don't think so. And they didn't have computers or anything. You had to write that by hand. I Yeah, I think that's – I call bullshit. My hand would get so sore. I would stop. I would be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to try and get a ball that's attached to a string into a cup. Or like I'm going to push so a wheel fun. with a stick down <laughs> yeah, the Really fast. Yeah, really, really fast down the road. Really fast. Or like what other toys did they have? I don't know. You know what's so sad? They did not have iPhone. They did not. I they didn't even so have sad. Xbox. They didn't have Xbox. They didn't have iPhone. It's like um, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, if I were in – Shakespeare time and I didn't have an iPhone, I would be so annoyed. I'd be so bored. I'd be so bored. Can't even watch YouTube on iPad. Like what's the point? Like what do you do when you eat? Yeah. If you don't have YouTube Do you just stare into the void? That's horrible. Yeah. You don't have a video to watch? (laughs) What's – how could you eat? How could – yeah. What would you eat? Bread? Beer? I'd get so bloated. I mean I do it anyway now. Yeah. Which is okay. But that's because I have modern medicine. Yeah, exactly. We've got – what's that What's that stuff that Americans just always have with them? Pepto-Bismol. Pepto-Bismol. I only Check recently out. learned what that was. Oh, really? I thought Pepto-Bismol was like a, a – I don't know what it was. I think I thought it was like a drink, like a fizzy You can ha- kind of have it in like Which a drink form. You can kind of have it like that. We have like, my lanta. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh. Um. And then I learned that Americans just kind of have Pepto-Bismol kind of all the time just to deal with their Oof. horrible, horrible food. <laughs> That's really upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Like like yeah. I've met more than one American who keeps it on them at all times. Really? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Which like, look, love to America. We love I America. Love, love the America. But the rate of heartburn in that country. Oh, that I would be in They're so much poor pain. esophageal tract. Mm. terrible pain burpy burpy yucky gassy guy yeah yeah anyway that's us in the 16th century (laughs) yeah burpy gassy yeah the at the end of the day we would not thrive in uh and we're so blind yeah we wouldn't have glasses we wouldn't have glasses oh my because we're both wearing glasses that would suck yeah well okay so from your career what's Mm -hmm. kind of been your favorite thing to like favorite kind of campaign to work on Fortnite has been very fun to work on. There will always be a special place in my heart for Fortnite, but I think Mystiques is probably like the dream for me. Yeah. Because it's something that I just care about so much Mm. and I'm part of a team with that, with people that I love, you know, friends. I work with my brother on it, which is. And your brother's such a sweetie. He is a sweetie. Shout out to Robbie. Shout out to Rob. What a great guy. What a lad. Sweetie. He is. He's very talented. It's unfortunate. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Sad. Sad. (laughs) Hate it. Um, And it's, yeah, we're all just so passionate about it and it's something that we really care. And just the thought of one day that we can make something that people will enjoy is really nice, actually. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. And what do you think is the worst game to achieve viral success? <laughs> Sorry, Let's make the way, enemies. The way I smiled, you just <laughs> <laughs> what is? I said hot in here. I'm so like, whoa, oh, it's really muggy. Well, I, I'll start. Yeah, I can yeah, start give me, if you give want. Me some. I think Flappy Bird. Honestly, Flappy. yeah, no, that's okay. Woo, Flappy Bird. Uh, I I just think Flappy Bird is a fine example of something so so simple achieving. Mm viral success because you know oh so hard and I think that's a huge thing yeah with viral successes is difficulty level mm. like only up did great because yeah. it was hard mm-hmm. and only up also got pulled because it had heaps of unity store assets or something like that <laughs> you know allegedly I'm pretty sure that was the case because their assets weren't all theirs oh and flappy bird also the pipes come on now oh green yeah. pipes come on man come on now Right, like, like art is borrowing. Art is borrowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, nothing is really your own. Exactly. Um, but yeah, but I agree. Flappy, I think Flappy Bird sucked. 
Flappy Bird, I was never good at Flappy Bird and that kind of made me bitter. Mm. And I think a lot of its popularity stemmed from the creator being like, I have to take it down. This is too much for <laughs> this me. This game is ruining my <laughs> life. Which I deeply relate to and I, I commend his bravery. Yeah. But that really created the scarcity yeah. that made everybody panic. Like phones were being sold on eBay that had Flappy Bird installed. Yeah. For like thousands of dollars. And I think that's so interesting mm. because thinking about a phone on eBay being sold with Flappy Bird on it, mm. thinking about that as a concept and realizing that there's almost an exact same version of that mm. in quote unquote the real video game world. And that's PT on a PlayStation. Yes. Like thinking about that, yeah. the fact that having a PlayStation with, you know, Hideo Kojima's PT on it and that selling on eBay is the same thing mm. as a phone with Flappy Bird on it. Yeah. Like exactly that is the same. so fascinating. Yeah. And it's kind of like hauntingly beautiful in a way. Oh, God, yeah. It's like this is a collector's item. This is rare. Mm. You are special if you have this. PT, far too scary for me. Spooky scary. Oh, so scary. So scary. I nearly played it once and I had to watch YouTube videos to prepare myself and I genuinely had nightmares. I think – the scariest thing for me is scary things happening in like a normal situation, like walking oh, through yeah, a hallway. It's up. Because when that happens, my brain is like, and it could happen to you <laughs> in real life. You walk around a corner in your hallway. She's there. She's there. There's gonna be a scary girl. I'm like, why is why do I think that? Yeah. Why do I think, I think that? Yeah, I mean the juxtaposition mm. of the mundane. Yeah. Then it does make it terrifying. It does. It's it's very clever. It is very clever. But I think the game would have been – I think it, the world is probably better off for not having PT come out yeah. fully. Well, that's the thing as well. I think a huge part – and obviously PT was going to do well because, you know, Hideo Kojima, Silent Hill Project. Like, I, of course it was going to you know, go off. But I think what made it go off even more was the virality of it being pulled and the mm. virality of it being cancelled. Mm. Like I think that played a huge role in it, quote-unquote success. Yeah. You can't really call it success because the game never came out. Yeah. I think that played a huge role in its sort of success. It did, so, yeah. yeah. I mean people are still talking about it. It's a demo Almost essentially. God. It is a demo. It's a great demo. But it's a demo. It's a demo. And not to mention so many people have now made games like that. Yeah. Or based off of that, that mm. you can play for free on like Itch.io since then. And they haven't gotten the attention that PT has. No. Like for a demo to hit that hard is very impressive. But like, yeah, Flappy Bird sucks. Flappy that's Bird my, does suck. That's my least favorite viral game. And it's like it's not even that it can't be replicated ever. It can. Because it has been. A million times. A million times. You can still find Flappy Bird clones mm. on the App Store new. There's TikTok filters yeah. that are Flappy Bird clones. Oh, my God, yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. There's people going like, um, I heard that this is the hardest game that you can play. <laughs> Let's see what level I get up to. And you watch the whole thing. And I watch the whole thing and then I go, why did I watch that? Because I'm a pig and slop. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. give it to me. I'll eat that up. Yeah, I'm a hog in slop. TikTok. TikTok. TikTok, I feel like, is kind of the new place for games to kind of get that attention. It definitely is. It's... Have you found that you've had to delve into TikTok a fair bit at all? Yes. Not with Fortnite. I mean, Fortnite has a lot of success on that platform. I think it does just fine on its, it's own It's fine. Well. But, yeah, I think TikTok is a really funny one because that is where all game discovery is now, basically. God, yeah. You know, the, um, TikTok came out with a study that they did, I don't know if you could call it a study, but a report saying that like some sort of huge number of their like Gen Z and younger millennials are A, on TikTok and B, use TikTok to discover new games. And around 40% of those users, when they find a game, they're likely to download it Yeah, from a TikTok. So that is kind of, unfortunately, whether you like it or not, where you kind of have to be to sell your game. Mm. And it is a huge time suck. You can't really just do a tweet and send it out. You can't just tweet a GIF. Um, it's mm. a production. Oh, yeah. Which is terrifying to a lot of people. It's terrifying to me. It's hard. And it just the platform moves so quickly that, mm. you know, do you even want to try following trends mm. or do you want to do your own thing? That's Absolutely. like a real question you have to ask yourself. And it's it's a hard question to kind of answer. 
Totally. Yeah. Very much so. That's all the time we got, but a big thank you to you. Hey, no worries. <laughs> for having a chat with me. <laughs> Happy to. And a big thank you to you for listening. If you're liking what you're hearing and you'd like to hear more, consider supporting Back Pocket over on Patreon. If you support us at the silver tier and above, you can get access to our bonus episodes. In this week's bonus episode, I quiz Nicole on the viral video games that time forgot, and we'll probably also talk about Fortnite. Yeah, great. Cool, cool, cool. Glad we're on the same page on that. And hey, if you really like what you're hearing, why not give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you're using? Better yet, why not give us a nice little review? You can also find us on Twitch where we've got our main live show every Thursday from 7pm and on TikTok where we're constantly posting very good stuff for you to cast your big, beautiful eyes on. And then there's the socials, all the Twitter and threads and whatnot, which you're also welcome to get around. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in and as Tom from MySpace would say, bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.